which I am honored to stand before your people today, Lord God, to deliver a word from up on high. We thank you so much for the many blessings that you have bestowed upon each and every one of us, Lord God. We thank you for waking us up today and getting us started. We thank you for keeping us cold in our right minds. We thank you for lifting us up where the world tries to keep tearing us down. But we know that your grace, Lord God, keeps us and it holds us and it comforts us. And it also protects us. And we thank you, Lord God. We ask you, O oh God, to continue to help us through this Christian journey. Help us to continue to love one another as best we know how, Father God. And help me preach this word today, Lord God. May it not fall on deaf ears, but on open hearts and minds, Lord God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You will turn with me to the book of Ephesians. Be reading from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 for our scripture today. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. I know if you have your cell phones, if you have the Bible app, feel free chime in. Ephesians chapter 2. We're in a, a technical age, and some people carry the swords in their hand, and some carry the swords in their hearts. Some carry them on their phones, however you carry it, as long as you're carrying it. Amen? Amen. Amen. For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Amen. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearers, and doers of his word. You may be seated Amen. in his presence. Today we're going to talk about saint versus sinner. Yeah. <laughs> What's the difference between the two? Both have flesh. Both are human. God made us. <laughs> What's the difference? The only thing that separates a saint from a sinner. Help me preach that thing. Is grace. That is it. And that is all. Because of God's great love for us, he who is rich in mercy made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in our transgressions. Jesus came and preached peace to those who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him we they, we are both, we both have access to the Father by one spirit. In other words, all flesh can have access to God, but not without Christ. And we who are mature in Christ know this. We are no longer strangers 
and foreigners anymore, but fellow citizens of the saints and members of God's household. So it don't matter what they say about you, how they think about you, what they may feel or how they may feel about you, just tell them it's all about grace. The one thing that short circuits me is when some people get saved and then they feel justified to judge the sinner. All right now. (laughs) The only thing that separates us from them is grace. God's grace, which is greater than all our sins. Both past, present, and future. That'll be Jesus calling. (laughs) When some people finally get their souls right with God, when they think they've got it all figured out, they have a tendency to point the fingers at others who don't, who they feel don't have it. So they become the self-righteous saint. Self-righteous saint. Like they were the key to their righteousness. Not. We have all sinned and fallen short of God's glory. But I guess they forgot that piece. And just because we accept Christ as our personal Savior doesn't mean that our flesh will be sinless. The Spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Every day as Christians, our title in Christ is tested and challenged by the devil and his imps, his workers. The devil tries to tempt God's people at every hand. He tries to make us think that just because we have God's grace, we can pretty much do whatever we want to do, which in a sense is, is, is kind of true because we are free agents. God give us free will to do whatever we want to do. But we have to ask ourselves if it's beneficial to do it. Yes, God forgives us when we repent, but how many times do we have to ask God to forgive us for the same thing over and over again? And then we expect for his grace to abound even the more when we keep making the same mistake over and over again. After a while, God will chastise us. Yes, he will. His rod and staff. His rod brings us back in. His staff puts us back in line. Yes, yes. So a lot of times, God will give us the grace that we can't afford. But he does chastise us at the same time. We must ask ourselves over and over again, what separates me from someone who hasn't yet received Christ? It's called grace. Temptation can look so sweet. (laughs) The forbidden fruit was appealing to the eye. It was bright and shiny. Some people refer to it as an apple, but it didn't say apple, it said forbidden fruit. We don't know what the fruit was. It was just forbidden for Eve to partake of it. 
And then she let the devil talk her into doing something that God had already told her not to do. See, it's, the thing about God is he'll warn you first. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. <laughs> we got to heed the warning. And a lot of times we just ignore the red flags. We just right run past that stop sign, that big old red stop sign that says, don't do it. Yield, but stop. This is okay, yield, but right here you need to stop. Don't go any further. So sometimes God will warn us. He'll forewarn us, and then he'll warn us again. And then when we get to the place where we're not supposed to be, he'll warn us one more time. One more time. And then we'll just step over the warning. Yes. 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 And then run into that wall. And then we cry, Lord, Lord. No, no. So when you introduce a sinner to Jesus Christ, that's all you do. As a word for God, that's right, amen. So it's okay if you meet a sinner, but it's not okay to judge the sinner, amen. It's not okay to judge their opportunity for salvation because the word says that we all have access to God, amen. but. Only through Jesus. Right. We may eat with our eyes, but will our soul benefit from it? Ask yourself, will I eat of that forbidden fruit like this other sinner, or will I try to bring this sinner over to grace? I read a lot of, of judgmental comments about the same gender-loving community, or SGL, or GLBTQ, or, you know, we keep running out of letters. <laughs> I read a lot of, on social media about whenever we would see uh, uh, two men or two women get married, a lot of social media frowns up on that still, even though we have marriage equality. Doesn't mean they love the thought of us getting married. Amen. So a lot of times I want to dig in and defend my position. Really get into this saint versus sinner social media war. But I find that a lot of those judgmental people are just regurgitating what they've heard right. and they operate out of ignorance. Right. Or they take somebody else's misinterpretation of the word but it says right here God God says God saved you by what his grace not your grace not my grace I can't give it to you but it says God saved you by his grace when you believe and you can't take credit for that it was a gift I mean we can all pick a verse out of the Bible to to promote our agenda Amen. <laughs> or our cause or our political view. Sometimes I just want to post this question. Do all of your values line up with all of God's law? Well. All of them? Let's turn to James chapter 2. 
James chapter 2. And we're going to start at verse 10. And, and we're going to read through verse 11, but actually verse 13 will sum it all up. But we're just going to read through verse 11. So James chapter 2, verse 10 through 11, and it reads, For whoever keeps the whole law, and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. For he who said you shall not commit adultery also said you shall not murder. If you do not commit adultery but commit murder, you have become a lawbreaker. I turn to Romans chapter 6. Verse 14. For sin shall no longer be your master because you are not under the law but under grace. How clear can that be? That is crystal clear. Amen. There's no question about it. That's what the word said, right? For sin shall no longer be your master. Right. You are not under the law of Moses. Right. We are not under the Leviticus laws. Amen. Amen. We're not. speck out of mind because we all have flaws in some way because we are perfectly flawed. We are imperfect people. There is not one saint on earth who's never sinned except for Jesus. So I say what separates me from a sinner is grace. We both have flesh. We both bleed bread. is grace. See, see, people will misinterpret the Bible all day long to fit their agenda. They, they, they'll have you believe in anything, really, because they make it sound so compelling. That's why I want people to bring their word to church so you can read what I'm reading. So you know that I'm not blowing a bunch of smoke. There's no smoke in mirrors. So when the smoke settles, you see something totally different. No, bring it to church so you can read it for yourself. You don't have to take my word for it. it it's right here in black and white. Now, some of it is hard to interpret. So that's why we have to rely on the Holy Ghost to teach us what it means. Because none of us know what it means until the Holy Ghost reveals it to us. Y'all know that, right? 
So it's the spirit that dwells inside the vessel yes, yes. that delivers the message. So don't let some preacher tell you they know it all. Run as far away from them as you can. Because no one knows everything. God has given each of us a measure of grace. I talk about Sister Marjorie all the time. She has a brilliant mind. She has a scientific mind. She's so smart. I can ask her a medical question. She can pretty much answer it. She's so intelligent. And this one right here, you can ask her a math question. She can calculate in her mind like nobody's business. She's a numbers person. She has a, a technical mind. She has a scientific mind. And put those two minds together, and you got power. But no two minds know everything. So God gives each of us a measure of grace to function and to operate. So don't take my word for it. Read it for yourself. And if you don't understand the King James Version, buy your version that you can read and understand. Amen. It's just another form of the Bible. It's just King James Version of the Bible. But that's not the only Bible. There's many translations. Get your translation you can understand that you can connect to. It's all right to read the beautiful uh, English language, the Shakespearean language of the King James Version. It's a beautiful written Bible. But most people don't understand it. They'll never tell you that, though. <laughs> well, we grew up reading King James. I did, too. And I understand what he was saying. <laughs> So I had to give me a Bible I could understand. And then the King James made sense when I learned the Shakespearean language. And I was an English major, so I learned the language. So I, then I began to understand what King James was talking about. Because before that, I had no clue. I'm like, okay, that's pretty. Some makes sense, but most of it don't. So get you a Bible you can understand. Then that way, when you talk about your grace, you can kind of interpret what grace means. What does grace mean to you? Second chances, white space, forgiveness. Amen. God forgives us. So I can't judge a sinner. Because, guess what? I was a sinner too. Amen. Hallelujah. A smart person believes half of what they hear. But a really smart person knows which half to believe. Amen. <laughs> Think of the source. Where is it coming from? Can you validate? Or are they resourceful? Is they worried about? Will they lie when the truth will do? Alright. And they're the ones you got to watch. You ask them a question, they think of a lot real quick. Don't trust them. If you got to lie about it, that ain't right. I tell my folks all the time, I'm grown and I don't have to lie. If I don't want to do it, I just don't want to do it. I don't have an excuse. Amen. If I don't feel like doing that, it ain't on my radar. Well, today I can't do it, but maybe tomorrow. 
Instead of going, well, you see, I got this to do. I ain't got nothing to do. I got that to do. No, I ain't got nothing to do. Just say, I don't want to do it. Or I can't. It's okay to say no, but don't lie about you know. Grace. 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 You got to know which half to believe, folks. When the preacher preach, can you believe what they say? They study enough, pretty much, but the preacher has flaws too. Amen. And some preachers have an off day. I've seen them on television misquote the scripture, quote the wrong scripture. Right. I'm telling you, it happens. It happens. Doesn't make them any less, but we're all human. Mm -hmm. Amen. We're all human. We don't always get it right, and that's okay. But as long as you get it right the next time. You can be wrong, but just don't stay wrong. All right. Amen. You can be wrong, just don't stay wrong. My walk with Jesus is an individual walk, and so is yours. Amen. And at the end of the day, only God has the authority to judge my salvation. Amen. Not my family. Not my friends, not my co-workers, not my frenemies, not my foes, nor anyone else who has flesh has the authority to judge my salvation. Right. My relationship with Jesus is personal. And just because my relationship with Jesus don't look like yours, don't mean that mine is less. Amen. Because you don't know what I've had to go through to get to Jesus. All right now. You don't know my walk. That's right. These are size 11 and a half. I dare you to walk in these shoes. <laughs> Walking in these shoes, man, I tell you, it ain't no easy seat. I don't know what your journey looks like for you to get to Jesus. I may not be able to have some of the stuff you've gone through Amen. to get to Jesus. <laughs> so I can't say, oh, she ain't right. Oh, she, she going to hell. Look at how she lives. You don't know how I live. Right. You don't know what my relationship with Jesus is like. Because me and Jesus, we all right. Amen. We all right. He told me, when you said yes to me, we became one. Amen. I belong to you and you belong to me. You are the apple of my father's eye. Amen. And I love you because grace was sent to save you. Yes. Come judgment day, we each have to stand before God alone. Amen. Amen. I can't take my wife with me. Amen. I can't. I'd love to. But I can't. When I go before God on the judgment day, I have to go before him alone and give an account of what I did while I was here. Amen. I can't pitch for my, my spouse. It'd be too late then. Now, while we're on this side of heaven, yes. Lord, I need you to save her if she ain't already saved. Amen. But she's saved 
Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I need you to save my brother over here. Lord, I need you to save my sister over here because once they cross over, it's, it's kind of too late. But as long as we have life and breath in us, and as long as the blood is running warm in our veins, it's never too late Amen. to say yes to the Lord. Hallelujah. And even on your dying bed, you can still be saved. Yes, Lord. Yes. Even if you live the life of hell. Mm. That's right. If you call on Jesus to save me like a man on the cross. Yes, yes. come between two one said, Lord, remember me in paradise. The other one called Jesus a fool. Guess who went to hell? All right now. One called Jesus a fool. The man who said, Remember me in paradise, he went on the glory with Jesus. Amen. As he was being hung, as he was dying on the cross, he said, Jesus, remember me. Yes. And Jesus said, I will. So it's never too late until you take your last breath. Amen. To bring somebody. And introduce them to grace. So other people's opinion of me and you, their beliefs about where we're going when we leave here, well, now their opinion really doesn't matter anymore, does it? I'm going to share something with you that I posted last year on Facebook. And it's called Welcome to Help. I was shocked confused, bewildered, as I entered heaven's door, not by the beauty of it all, nor the light or its decor, but it was the folks in heaven who made me sputter and gasp. The thieves, the liars, the sinners, the alcoholics, and the trash. There stood the kid from seventh grade who swiped my lunch money twice. Two times he did it. Next to him was an old neighbor who never said anything nice. Bob, who was always thought to be rotting away in hell, was sitting pretty on cloud nine, looking incredibly well. I nudged Jesus. I said, what's the deal, Jesus? How you gonna let them up here? I would love to hear your take. How all these sinners get up here? God, you must have made a mistake. And why is everyone so quiet, so somber? Give me a clue, Jesus. Come on, JC, what's the deal? He said, hush, child. He said, they're all in shock. <laughs> no one thought they'd be seeing you either. <laughs> so just when you think your stuff don't speak, and that's when you think people ain't thinking the same about you as you think about them, they don't. All right. That shocked you, man. So that's why they were quiet. Oh Lord, I know if they made those tell boy, that grace was powerful. <laughs> they made it to heaven the way they lived. Yeah, you can live like a dog in the street if you want to. Make 
a lonely life, somewhat miserable, but you don't have to. But if you do and you still decide you want Jesus at the very end of it, you got it. His grace is sufficient. Every saint has a past. Every sinner has a future. And, and just because people go to church, don't make them a Christian. No more than standing in your garage makes you a car. Amen. So I say the only thing that separates a saint from a sinner is grace. So let's not judge the sinner. After all, we will want sinners too. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, thank you for this word today. Thank you for this liberating word today. Thank you that we are free agents. You have given us free will to live this Christian life. But Lord, we just ask you to, to help us to live it the way you see fit. Help us to, to do the things you want us to do, not based on mankind or humankind, but based on your grace, Lord God. We ask you to help us to be the person to help someone get to know Jesus. We ask you, O oh God, to give us the grace to let people see you and us. Thank you, God, for everyone who was present here today yes. to hear this word. I thank you that you gave it to me to share it with others. And I pray, Lord God, that it liberated someone in this house today. We ask you, O oh God, to, to keep us near the cross, to, to to protect us as we go outside of these walls, to, to keep our, our temples a fortified city, guarded by your grace, as we extend the love of Jesus Christ to others who might be lost. Help us, Father God, to be that grace that abides in each and every one of us. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we ask. Amen.